Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and it is always such a pleasure to have you join me every single week. I am excited to share this information with you today because it is something that I am asked constantly. But if you are new to the show, I first want to tell you what it's all about. It's about educating, empowering, entertaining you a little bit and inspiring you to live your most fearlessly authentic life. And what does that mean? Well, with every guest that I have on my show, I do ask them what it means to live a fearlessly authentic life. And I love everybody's answers. I think I'm going to write a book about that one day with all of the answers that I've gotten in the past three years because they differ enormously. And, you know, I've thought about answering the question myself many times, but it seems silly to ask myself the same question when I do a solo show. But it means something different for everybody. And I think it also changes as we change. So that is the mission of this show. And this is what you are going to hear when you tune into this show. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You could also catch the show on YouTube at Jody Harrison Bauer. And I am on all social media platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer. Everywhere you want to look for me, that's where I am. So today I want to get right into it and talk about, you know, sort of what I just said that everybody's answer for what does it mean to live a fearlessly authentic life is different. And just as it is different as it is for everybody in the way that they feel strong in their body. And so I'm asked this often on every platform that I'm on. I'm asked mostly by women, sometimes by men, what it is that I do to stay in shape. What do I eat? That is the biggest, biggest question I ask more so than the workouts, because let's let's be honest here. Everybody can find a workout online that they want to do. It really comes down to with the workouts, discipline, with the food, discipline. And I've talked about discipline and commitment many, many times on the show, either with guests or by myself. I talk about it on Instagram and TikTok and not letting your age stop you from doing those things. But we're not going to be talking about age at all. We're really just going to talk about how you can feel stronger, fitter, healthier, whatever being fit means to you. And people throw that word around a lot. I like to think about it as different as every person is, just like everybody's answer to what fearlessly authentic means to them is because not every size fits all. And after having 33 years of experience of training men and women, but mostly women, I know that my 
training methods overall, the foundation of the way that I train a person is going to be the same, but the way I have to teach it to them, the way I have to break it down for them, and the way they understand it is different. But there are certain rules to how to get healthy. And I'm going to go through a few. So as I said, most of the questions that I get asked are about food. And interestingly enough, food is the thing that we have the hardest time dealing with because it is everywhere. And I've had several guests on my show, specifically um, Dr. Nina, who has spoken about um, behaviors around food, attitudes towards food, and um, how to cure your binging tendencies. And she actually has a book called The Binge Cure by Dr. Nina Savelle Rocklin. And it's a great book. And like I said, um, she's been on the show several times and helps to break down the relationships between us and food. And it's different for everybody. But I'm going to go through a few things that are very important if you are trying to get healthier, stronger, leaner. The summer's coming around, but I really don't like to talk about, well, I want to get healthy. I want to get fit. I want to get, I hate the word skinny. The word skinny should be out of there. Okay. Like forget skinny. Let's focus on getting healthy and strong, which means to me fit. So that's what fitness means to me, strong and healthy. And so let's break it down. The first thing that you need to do in order to get healthy in your body is to start fueling it, aka feeding your body with healthy foods. We have a lot of supplements out there and the supplements are great for when you're in a pinch. I think there is a lot of ODing on supplements that we don't need. I think when the supplements came out, like in the late 90s, everybody was all over them thinking again that those things were going to help you lose weight and help you feel stronger and healthier in your body. I always go back to feeling stronger and healthy in your body because that's what fit means to me, as I said. And that that has always been the goal for my clients when they would come in and say, I want to feel better. I want to feel lighter. And I always realized that at the end of the day, what they were trying to tell me is that they want to feel strong, powerful, lean, leaner in their body, like buoyant. You know, that's how I want to feel in my body. So the most important thing is the food because it's like putting bad gas in your really nice car. A really nice car or really any car that you have, you need to treat well so it will survive. So it will get you on the road safely. So it will get you to places and you won't have a breakdown. So that's exactly what happens to your body when you don't feed it the kinds of foods that it needs. So if you put shit gas in your car, if you put shit oil in your car, it's not going to run well. I'll give you a great example. Imagine you're getting ready to go on a trip, a road trip, and you get into a car 
that has only a quarter tank of gas remaining. And you need to drive hours and hours and hours. You know that you're going to have to pull over at some point to get gas, right? Now, most people will fill up before they start the trip, sort of like what your body needs to do when you wake up in the morning. I'm not even going to get into the whole intermittent fasting because that's another story. I'm not even going to talk about it. I intermittent fast probably, I used to do it more often, but I probably do intermittent fasting like maybe every two months, maybe every quarter. I'm not a big intermittent fasting person at all. I think that if you are eating healthy, I know that if you are eating healthy and you are fueling your body with the correct foods at the right time, in the right portions for your health goals and activity level, then you will get fitter. You will get healthier. So you get on the road and you have a quarter tank of gas. You don't wait until you run out of gas on the highway. You pull over and get gas before you're going to run out of gas so you don't break down in the middle of the highway and cause chaos. It's the same thing with your body. You have to anticipate that your body is like the the thing that tells you how much gas you have in your car. I can't think of what it's called. The gas tank thingy with the arrow. So you have to anticipate when you are getting hungry. And I will tell you right now, the time to anticipate it is at about three hours. So whether you are hungry or not, you need to feed your body. So you don't break down in the middle of the highway and cause chaos. The chaos in your body that's caused when you wait too long and break down in the middle of the road, that's when your blood glucose levels drop so low that all you crave are carbohydrates. You crave sugar, you crave bread, because as soon as you put that, you shove that bagel into your mouth, your blood glucose levels rise and you're like, I feel normal because your blood glucose levels have just leveled out. They've just balanced. Now, the thing that we need to think about is that that's not good because what's happening is that your blood glucose levels are erratic. And when you have erratic levels, it's very difficult to maintain or lose, or in some cases, gain weight. Believe it or not, there are people out there that have a hard time gaining weight, like my husband. Very hard. If he does not eat well, if he does not feed his body every four hours, which he does not, then he's going to lose weight. If he doesn't go to the gym five, six times a week, he's going to lose that muscle. I'm the complete opposite. So, and I think the majority of people are are like me where they, you know, it's not a hard, it's not difficult for them to lose weight. So I would say I've maintained my weight since I was in eighth grade. My body has just shifted along you know, as I've had kids and aging and so on and so forth. 
So the key, the very first thing to understand is to fuel your body on a regular level, on a regular time frame. So every three to four hours, whether you are hungry or not, which is the most difficult thing to understand. If my clients are listening right now, they're going to be like, oh my God, Jody, we have heard this from you one gazillion times. But it's the truth. If you do not fuel your car in enough time for it to before it runs out of gas, you are going to run out of gas and it's going to ruin your car. If you continue to not feed your body every three to four hours and wait for it to break down, blood glucose levels drop through the floor, you eat bread, sugar, candy, all kinds of crap, fast food stuff to raise that blood glucose levels. And that becomes a habit. That's a really bad habit. And it's not good for your heart. It's not good for your body. And it will speed up the aging process. So the most important food that you need to get into your body is lean protein. Why lean protein? Lean protein is going to help maintain or help you build muscle mass. Number one, you must eat protein every three to four hours. That means ideally you need to have four meals a day. You need to eat within one hour of waking. As I said, I am not taking into into consideration intermittent fasting. Personal choice, I'm not into it. I believe it's somewhat of a fad. I'll just leave it at that, okay? Because at the end of the day, the things that help your body, you guys, lift the fucking weights, walk outside, walk inside, walk, do a Stairmaster, go on an elliptical, walk on a treadmill, go outside, but walk, okay? Walk to 15, 20 minutes to 30 minutes. If you're in the gym, get on a machine for 15, 20 minutes. You don't need to kill yourself on these cardio machines. You just have to do enough. And if you're eating correctly and healthfully, you're doing the cardio and the weightlifting to strengthen your heart and to maintain the muscles, the muscle mass that you have on your body already. Or if you're at a building body age, which is up to about, it's different for men and women, but for women, because most women have gone through menopause by the time they're at least 55. And it's very, very difficult to build muscle after the age of 55. But if you're on hormone replacement therapy, you can. So I'm not saying it's impossible, which is why it's not too late. So there are all these ifs. But I'm saying that if you want to build or maintain muscle mass, the number one macronutrient for you to put in your body every three to four hours, remember, you want to feed your body before it signals your brain that it's hungry. So your brain's going to signal your stomach and tell it it's hungry. By that time, it's too late. So you want to catch it, just like your gas tank's telling you, hey, I'm at a quarter tank. I'm going to run out of gas in like 50 miles, 60 miles, whatever it is. So you better feed me now before we run out of gas. So at three hours, that's when you want to start eating. 
or preparing a meal or having that meal ready for you to eat like three and a half hours after your last meal. Because at four hours, I'm telling you 100% of the time, you will be starving and you will grab shit to eat instead of having a meal. So number one macronutrient is to have protein because that's going to maintain and it's going to build muscle mass. Having the muscle around your joints is going to help you as you age. Having more muscle mass on your body does not mean that you look like a bodybuilder. What it means is that you have more muscle, lean muscle mass, leanness, and less body fat, okay? Obviously, we have water and we have um, bones and we have everything else in our body that that composes our entire body mass index. But I'm talking about body fat and I'm talking about lean muscle mass. So the more lean muscle mass you have on your body, the less body fat you will have on your body. The more lean muscle mass you have on your body will protect your joints as you age. Right? This all makes sense. The next thing you need to do is prepare your meals. What should you have in a meal? I'll tell you right now. You need to have that lean protein. It includes lean chicken breast, turkey breast, um, white fishes. By the way, I have a meal plan that you can check out on my website, jodyfit.com, J-O-D-I-F-I-T.com. It's the Jumpstart Meal Plan that I created a few years ago. I'm updating it um, as we speak, not as I'm doing this show, but I am updating it and um, recreating a few things and updating a few meal plans on there. And I have a few sample meal plans for three days to give you an idea that your food doesn't have to taste shitty. It doesn't have to taste bland. It's up to you and you can learn how to use different spices. I'm not a good cook at all. I have somebody who prepares my meals. And when I do make my own meals, they're very, very boring and I mush my food together. But I'll tell you what's in the food. It's a lean protein in the size the right portion for me, which is three to four ounces. I weigh 110, 108, somewhere around there. I'm not in the bodybuilding stage because I'm not getting ready for a competition. So what you need to have in every single meal is a lean protein, a leafy green, a carbohydrate like a starch, and you need to have a good fat. So all of those things, all of those macronutrients together will help compose a healthy meal for you. A protein shake is a great thing to grab when you're you're on your way out the door, when you're running around in between meetings, you can just take that shake, shake it up with water or shake it up with whatever you have. And that can give you the correct amount of macronutrients that will give you that energy, it will not. And if you're eating it every three to four hours, it will maintain your blood glucose levels. I'm not suggesting that you have a shake for every meal. I'm suggesting that maybe you have two shakes if you have a very, very, very busy lifestyle and you don't have time to eat. So an example for me would be three ounces of chicken breast, a cup of a leafy green. Now what the leafy green does, it's low glycemic, 
so it doesn't spike up your blood glucose levels. I can't believe how many times I'm saying blood glucose levels, but that that is what you don't want to spike. It's sort of like eating like a diabetic. So your blood glucose levels are steady all day. They never go up really high. They never go down really low. And it keeps you at a constant state of satiation. So a typical meal for me would be three ounces of lean chicken breast, a cup of leafy greens, a starch. I like sweet potatoes and I also like white potatoes. Don't don't discard white potatoes as anything bad. They're high in potassium and they pull water from your body. So in the fitness days, that's when I learned about white potatoes. And I still I still put them in my food every single day. But you can do quinoa, you can do brown rice, you can do um, whole wheat bread, you can do multigrain bread, uh, but just watch out for the sugar levels, okay? And again, I have this all in my meal plan, but that would be a typical meal. Uh, three ounces of chicken, a cup of leafy greens, which would be green beans or asparagus or broccoli, Brussels sprouts, anything with a leaf that you can Google, a leafy green, you want to get that. There is a difference between zucchini. Zucchini is not a leafy green. It's a green vegetable, but it's actually a starchy vegetable. And I don't want to get too detailed into this. I'm trying to keep it really, really simple for you today because, and the portion sizes do matter. And you please reach out to me about this. It depends. Like I said, I'm 110 pounds and I'm five feet tall. So I'm a tiny, tiny person. First person who weighs 180 pounds and is five foot eight, their portions are going to change and are going to be like twice or a little bit more than mine. But again, as I said at the beginning of the show, their goals and activity level depend on how much they're taking in as well. When I was prepping for shows, I was eating six to seven times a day. I'm not prepping for a show, so I eat three to four times a day. The starch I like to go to usually is sweet potatoes or white potatoes. Sometimes it's um, quinoa or brown rice. Twice a day, I have a good fat. You need that good fat in your body. I only have two tablespoons of a good fat per day, and I eat them later in the day with meal three and meal four when I don't have a starch. So meal one and meal two contain a starch and not a good fat. Breakfast looks like a cup of egg whites, a slice of multigrain bread with nothing on it. And sometimes I throw in a leafy green, like sometimes I'll throw in some spinach or asparagus, but most of the time I don't. Meal three, again, is a protein and is a leafy green and a good fat. Meal four is a protein, a leafy green, and a good fat. And I try to get my meal in by 8 p.m. And then I go to sleep. I go to sleep really late, like 12, 1 o'clock. I'm trying not to do the 1 o'clock that much. I know I'm super serious about this, but you guys, this is serious shit. And it is 80% of the puzzle in getting healthy. 80% of it is food. 10% of it is your training and 10% of it is your genetic makeup. I'm five feet tall. I'm never going to be taller than I am. I can change the color of my eyes. I can change the color of my hair. I cannot make myself taller 
I cannot change the structure of my body. Well, I guess I could, um, but I'm. this is how I'm built. This is my metabolism. My husband, for example, is six feet tall and weighs 165 pounds. I don't think he's ever reached 170 pounds. And let me tell you guys, it is really, really hard to keep him at that weight because as I said at the beginning, his body just wants to lose weight. And so I'm going to go through some things really, really fast with you also. And please, please reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out to me, Jody at jodyfit.com. You can reach out to me, DM me on any of my platforms. I would be more than welcome to help guide you and share my meal plan with you and how you should get started because it is overwhelming at the beginning, which is why I've been helping women for so, so long. And number one, I mentioned what is important. I mentioned all the important things to have in your in your food, the protein, the leafy greens, the good fat, the starch, and I think that was, yeah, those four things. Number one, establish a realistic goal, okay? So don't say that you are going to lose 30 pounds in one month. It's not going to happen. Be realistic about what you can accomplish. I always suggest to give yourself 12 weeks to accomplish a goal. And a good trainer, a good mentor, a good trainer is going to help you with that. And they will help you set that goal. I can help you with that because you'll want to lose weight and lose body fat around the same time, but you want it to be realistic. The next thing is to make sure that you're surrounded by people who are supporting what you're doing, whether it's gaining weight or losing weight or getting ready for a fitness show, whatever it is. If you're getting ready for a fitness show, you know, you should have a coach. It's really hard to do something like that by yourself. But I'm just talking about normal people who want to lose or gain weight. Establish a realistic goal. Um, if you if you establish a goal that's too unrealistic, you're going to be disappointed. There's a lot of discipline that's involved in staying on task. It's a lot of commitment. It's a lot of discipline. So it is very, very important for you to have people around you that will support what you are doing. Number three, and probably, I mean, these are all very, very important goals, but number three is to plan your meals ahead of time. Again, going back to the, the metaphor of the gas, putting the right gas in your car and putting it in on a timely basis. If you can't find a gas station and you're on a desolate road and you're about to run out of gas, you're fucked, right? So it's the same thing. Your blood sugar levels are dropping. You're going to your next meeting. You're in the car to pick up the kids wherever you are. And you're like, you're going to die. You feel like you're going to die because you're starving to death. And you're looking for things in the car. And you're looking for any fast food place or any any pharmacy you can run into to grab candy because that's going to get your blood sugar straight up. If you have meals in your car, okay, just listen. If you have meals prepared in your car, in a cooler that you can grab, A, you will lose or gain the weight without a problem because you're never going to grab crappy fuel for your body. 
So your body's going to run better and it's going to feel better and you're going to be able to reach your goals if you are prepared. Think about this also. You're never going to get in front of a group of people to to present anything to them without the information in front of you. So a plan to be prepared, a prepared plan is always important because a plan to fail, how does it go? I always screwed this up. A plan uh, a plan to fail is a fail to plan. So if you don't, if you fail to plan, your plan is going to fail. Got it? If you fail to plan, your plan is going to fail. Number four, change the way you eat and where you eat. So one of the things I learned a long, long time ago, 20, 30 years ago, was I eat in a bowl. Tom Brady does this too. He copied me. Um, Eat in a bowl. So your food, so it looks like you have an abundance of food because you need to eat in the correct portions or eat on a smaller plate and maybe change where you're eating. So if you're always eating in front of the television, shut off the TV, go someplace else to eat because you're just going to be eating mindlessly. I want you to focus on the food. Drink a glass of water before you eat. Try not to eat what drink water while you're eating. Just focus on the food and fill up your tummy with water before you start eating. Um, keep a food diary. This is the biggest struggle I've had with I would say 80% of my clients, they never, it's like keeping um, a journal of your thoughts. For those who do keep a, a journal on their thoughts, their goals, those are the people that get more in touch with their feelings and start understanding themselves better. And once we have that self-awareness, then we could create the environment around us for success. It's the same thing. When you start writing down, journaling your food, you can go back and look at what you ate maybe two weeks ago and figured out, oh, well, that's why I'm not seeing any change in the way I feel. Because if you eat like crap on Friday, you're not going to see the difference on Saturday. You're going to see it like a week later. So keep that food journal as difficult as it is to write down the food, do it at the end of the day. I promise you, promise you, promise you, that is your way of keeping yourself accountable. Get a coach as well, and he or she will look at the food with you and can tell you where to make changes. That's what I did with my clients, and it helps 100% of the time. As soon as my clients would stop keeping a food journal, they weren't seeing the progress that they wanted to see. It is the hardest thing in the world for us, you guys, to look at the things we're doing because we're like, shit, I fucked up here. Shit, I shouldn't have eaten this. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those five cookies I ate. Or it's embarrassing even to ourselves to say, why can't I keep keep to this promise I made to myself? But that's where the discipline comes from. And I'm actually reading a great book right now called The Power of Discipline by Daniel Walter that I suggest you all get because discipline involves changing your behaviors because 
the way we do things is the way we're going to do a lot of things. So if we want to change the way we're doing this, then we need to change a lot of things around it. Some of the things I've already spoken about. So keeping the food diary is very, very, very important. Try doing it for at least 21 days because research shows that it takes at least 21 days to acquire a good habit or lose a bad one. That doesn't mean that it's changed forever. That means for those 21 days that you kept a food journal, that means that your chances of continuing on are greater because you stuck with it for at least 21 days. So everything that I'm talking about today, I want you to do for at least 21 consistent days. Your food diary will give you a positive feedback to your brain and reinforce these new eating habits. The diary can be discontinued when the habits become routine. So I don't need to keep a food journal. I know when I screw up. It's going to happen to you too. But at least you know it. You know that you have the ability to do it. So the last thing that I'm going to say is to learn to rebound from a bad day. Just because you had a bad day. I know there's a song out there, had a bad day. Okay. I know that sounds really corny. Um, But just think about this. When you had a bad day, that does not mean that you are allowed to give up. That means that you are allowed to say to yourself, I had a bad day. I'm not a bad person. I wasn't bad. Another thing that my clients would say to me, I was bad over the weekend. No, no, no. You're never bad. It's like when I disciplined my children when they did not behave properly when they were growing up. No, you're never a bad person unless you are doing bad things to people, then you are a bad person. But when you're not eating the way you want to eat to reach your goals, doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you had a bad day. And I want you to learn to rebound from it because there's always tomorrow and it's never too late. So I hope that these things have helped you tremendously in setting some goals, into understanding why it's important to fuel your body properly for your goals, for your activity levels, and the certain times it is for you to eat. So think about this. I'll leave you with this. Eat every three to four hours. Always have a lean protein in your meal. Prepare your meals ahead of time so they're always with you so you don't grab shitty foods, shitty fuels to put in this only vessel that you were born in. This is the only vehicle that we are driving in. It's our bodies. So let's treat it like the beautiful vessels and vehicles that they are and fuel it with the right foods that are going to make us feel better, stronger, help us maybe slow down the aging process a little bit, add in those workouts. But the number one thing, the number one thing I want you to focus on is getting the right fuel in your body at the right time, getting the meals prepared ahead of time so you always have them, and keeping a food journal. Do that for 21 days and let me know how it goes. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this helped. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life.
Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off.